I'm Laura. If I had to pick a yes or no for whether or not I'm a hoarder, I would say no. I'm John, I'm Laura's boyfriend. I would be more than happy to give him the clean, perfect life he wants, but he doesn't compromise. I feel like he doesn't love me and wants to control me. Five plates here and only three of us usually eat here. You're missing You're my missing my point. Do you even remember what I said? Yes, and I what know I that say? a lot of it is bull****. It could be anybody. But nobody, Any... not one person who bitches and complains about the kitchen being a mess cleans it ever. Insist on yelling louder than the other person and that makes you right. And guess what? It doesn't. This episode of Hoarders is a great example of why you do not listen to what people say, but instead, you watch what they do. Actions speak far louder than words. That being said, there are certain actions you should look for, and then there are certain actions that people do externally that reveal who they are on the inside. One of the major things to look for is how clean a person is and how well they maintain their personal items. People who are not willing to maintain their stuff are telling you that they aren't willing to maintain themselves. So for example, if you date a girl who treats her car like crap, then she is telling you how poorly she's going to treat you as soon as she gets comfortable. In the case of our hoarder Laura, she is tapping into something even greater when she says things like this. I'm tired of getting rid of stuff that means something to me just because I live in his house. I'm so done. What is she saying here? She is saying that the junk is more important than the guy who she lives with for free. Junk is more important than the father of her daughter. Junk is more important than her children. This may sound terrible, but yes, quite a number of people value their crap more than they do their own family. Yet they wonder why all of their relationships are terrible. What this also says, and this is the case with all hoarders, is that Laura doesn't have a sense of what's valuable and what's not. The fact is that the more stuff you buy, the less valuable your other stuff becomes. If she can't prioritize what's important with physical objects, then she won't be able to do it with anything else. None of this stuff is valuable. She is literally collecting junk. I'm Angelina and Laura is my mom. In the house, there's Tupperware, there's paperwork, there's clothes. It's like a giant mess. I'm Jessie, and I'm Laura's stepdaughter. Like, there's clothes everywhere. The dining room, clothes, the kitchen, even more clothes, and you can barely walk through the hallway because there's so much random stuff. This is why cleaning is one of the first recommended steps to self-recovery. It teaches you complex lessons by doing something simple. When you clean, you learn self-maintenance and how to prioritize items that are important. That is absolutely key if you want to be happy. A few high-value items are worth way more than a bunch of low-value junk. However, Laura doesn't want to deal with any of that, but she still wants to look like a good person. So the way she solves that problem is to take the focus off of herself by convincing outsiders that she isn't the evil one, her boyfriend is. I kind of covered the living room to keep people out. Drunk people? Keeping well, them out. John, whoever was here to drink with them. And then I put this here because I got tired of people going through the stuff that's in there. So I just put stuff in front of it because then they can't get to it. And so who are you concerned is going through your stuff? 
John's daughter goes through Angelina's stuff, and he goes through mine. Mistake was here when I got up in the morning, and the sink is full again. I just think any adult can just wash their own stuff and put it away. I feel like he doesn't love me and wants to control me. Do you not see the horns holding up his halo? Because they're there. Look at how bad John is. He's controlling, he doesn't clean his dishes, he drinks with his friends, and he touches my stuff. Don't you see how terrible he is? I'm not the one who has to change. He is. If he doesn't change the behaviors that got us here dealing with me, we're not going to get anywhere. Laura. He doesn't think that they're... That they're... Laura, John is not your problem. Why? Laura. Understand that this is a really effective strategy of abusers. They will throw you off their trail by accusing other people of wrongdoing. However, if you know the trick, then it doesn't work. All you have to do is look at how Laura behaves. Laura has been a hoarder since childhood. Growing up, Laura's room was a mess. Always. So she has had this problem for a good 40 years and has never worked on it. What does that say about her personality and how she handles problems? I'm like a frustrated perfectionist. I can't clean until I can do it right or do it all in my time frame. This right here is prime behavior of someone who is not going to change. She is waiting for the perfect situation. I'm a frustrated perfectionist. I will only clean if I have the exact circumstances that I want. This is an excuse that a lot of people will use to not do something, but make it look like they're going to do something. I'm too fat. I'll apply for a job when I lose 40 pounds. Or they'll say things like, I'll do that after this thing happens. Well, the thing never happens, so they never end up doing what they said they were going to do. When people use this excuse, what it really amounts to is a fear of looking bad, so they are trying to rationalize a situation where they don't look like a fool. That's not how the world works. You don't get to escape sucking at new things or things that are difficult. If you aren't willing to look bad, then you will never be good at anything or have anything substantial. Clearly, Laura has this fear, because every time someone makes her look bad, by pointing out her evil, she deflects the blame. That action has destroyed her relationship with her family. I used to get upset on a daily basis about the house, and it always resulted in a screaming match, which wasn't doing anybody any good. Listen up, women. Men hate it when they work all day while you have been at home and they come home to a dirty house. Laura is a stay-at-home mom, and she has trashed her boyfriend's house, where she lives, for free. When he brings up the fact that she is a leech, she starts yelling. Go off what you say! You know why? Don't interrupt me! I don't have to listen to you! You're not my dad! I know, and you do the exact opposite. That's because why I, you piss me why. off, and you're not my dad! So you agree. You can't tell me what so to admit. do! Spoken just like a teenage girl talking to her stepfather. Laura clearly does not think of herself as an adult. She has destroyed her relationship with her boyfriend, John. Her stepdaughter, Jessie, hates her. And she has taken over her daughter, Angelina's room, because she has filled her own bedroom with crap. Imagine being 14 and having to sleep with your crazy mom instead of having your own room. Yet, Laura wants everyone to believe that she is mother of the year. Anybody that I know that has a perfectly clean house, 
I don't think their children are half as happy as mine. No one has ever questioned how much you love your kids. Uh, I'll question it. Good parents who love their children don't destabilize their family by yelling all the time and not contributing to the team. Actually, that's me being too nice. Not only is Laura not contributing to the team, she is bringing the team down. How are your daughter and your stepdaughter supposed to bring friends over to the house? If I was in high school and I brought my friends over to see this filth, I would be embarrassed out of my mind. She is putting all of that onto the children that she says she loves. The problems with Laura don't end there. They get even worse. But first, a message from this video's sponsor, Sandman. Zuck the cuck drinks water like a duck, but he also drinks your data. So tell him and Google to shove your data up their swing swings by downloading the Brave browser. It's free blocks online advertising and protects your privacy and data from evil tech companies. You only see ads if you want to see them, and you get cryptocurrency for your attention. Don't let Zuck use you to make a buck. Download Brave by clicking on the link down below. All right, check this out. About 16 years ago, there was a change of custody of my three older children when both fathers inspired with CPS to get custody away from me by using my home environment to their advantage. Pay attention to the way she worded that. Both fathers, three older children. So wait, she has four kids by three different fathers and she is the responsible one in the house? Her boyfriend John must have some real demons then. Angelina is her daughter with John, but she had three kids before him that were taken away by CPS. And again, pay attention to how she worded it. They conspired to get custody away from me by using my home environment. So she is saying that hoarding fucked up two relationships in the past, and now she's going for a third. Just like her previous relationships, her current boyfriend wants to break up with her and get full custody of their daughter. I always intended on getting custody of Angelina. Um, I, I don't think that being around her mom is going to be helpful. Keep in mind, guys, this is what Laura used to look like. A fate that happens to many hot women who are crazy as soon as they get what they want. Laura is not an outlier. Such a remarkable woman, though. Someone you can really look up to. Now, I don't know how her other three kids turned out, but we can see who her fourth child, Angelina, is becoming. I don't like that Laura and Angelina have to share a room. Angelina should have her own room. I like her in there. I like her sleeping in the bed because I like to know she's there. I love my mom. I guess I'm a mommy's girl. During the entire episode, this was the most devastating thing to hear. Laura is a disaster, and her daughter looks up to her. When people have role models, they mimic their behavior. So it comes as no surprise that 14-year-old Angelina's room is a complete mess. I originally thought it was her mother's trash, but they state in the show that almost all of it is Angelina's. Angelina is going to repeat the mistakes of her mother. It's not just that. It also seems that Laura's goal is to infantilize her daughter so that she doesn't become independent. Is this 100% all your stuff in here? Uh, I'd say 97 to 98% of it is yeah. probably hers. Just want to make sure that you speak, Angeline. Okay. 
you know, Dorothy asked you the question and your mom answered it. What just happened here is that Angelina was given an opportunity to articulate her position and her mom stole that from her. That's a telling sign of a controlling parent. Laura does this multiple times during the episode and probably more when the cameras are off. Kids need the opportunity to fumble with their words. Otherwise, they won't learn how to speak for themselves. You can see that in the way that Angelina speaks. She is 14, but she articulates like she is 7 or 8. I think the dresser would be more useful for her. It's kind of falling apart, and my clothes always get stuck on it. No, thank you. You can take it. Laura is so selfish and cares so little about her daughter that she even manipulates her daughter into hating her father. Is brainwashing your daughter to hate her father, and that's wrong. This all comes from a person who thinks that she can do no wrong. Everybody sins and everybody makes mistakes. You should be really suspicious about the people who try to hide that in themselves. But despite Laura's cancerous behavior, John actually appears to be saying the right things. Talk to me. I'm tired of listening to everybody talk bad about mom. <laughs> I know that's really hard, and you know what? It's very hard for all of us because we do care about mom, but she needs to get better, you know? I understand that, but I just don't understand why you guys have to talk bad to her. Come here, give me a hug. I understand. I want to apologize to you. You know, I'm not Yes. A father apologizing to his daughter for his mistakes. None of that, I did the best that I could, or you survived, it couldn't have been that bad. These are bullshit excuses that bad parents make, and they don't work in the real world. Imagine that you pay $20 to go see a two-hour movie, and it's terrible. Does the director get a pass for making a shitty movie because he did the best that he could? No. He wasted your money and your time. The least he could do is apologize for his failure and try to do better the next time. But you have so many bad parents out there who just make excuses instead of making changes. All that does is ensure that the parents are going to repeat the bad behavior and the kids are going to repeat their parents' mistakes. Nobody makes changes when they make excuses or feel that nothing is wrong. Well, that's how my parents parented me, so it must be okay for my kids. How about instead read a book? There are shitloads of them on how to parent. At least John here is starting to make the right decisions. Through his apology, he is showing that he actually cares about his daughter. I just felt that he understood how I was feeling this entire time a little bit better, and it made me feel better that he understood. He apologizes to his daughter for screwing up as a parent, and later makes a commitment to set healthier boundaries with Laura. Seeing this and the rest of the episode... It sounds to me like John was trying to play Captain Sabaho with his girlfriend of 16 years when he first met her. You have this miserable, attractive woman who just got her kids taken away and she has no place to live. Don't worry, you can just live with John. Then it blew up in his face like these things always do. Maybe this metaphor will help you understand why you shouldn't try to save crazy women by dating them. Back in the day, until germ theory was popularized in 1880, People used to believe that diseases were spread by miasma, a toxic gas, from being in a bad area. In this situation, the obvious solution is to remove that person from the bad air, and they will become better. 
How do you find out where the good air is? Well, you go where people aren't sick. So you would take a sick person and put him in the clean air where people are healthy. What happens then? The sick person gets all the healthy people sick. You don't make sick people healthy by putting them around healthy people. It is far more likely that the sick person will make all of the healthy people sick. And that is exactly what Laura did with John. Their family is in complete disarray because of her lack of cleanliness. The only places in the house that were clean were places that she couldn't go. Cleaning anywhere else would be pointless. So how did this all turn out? They cleaned the house, and John and Laura decided that they were going to break up. John said that he would pay for two months of storage for her belongings and allow her one month to find a place to live. Happy ending, right? No. Changes for people like Laura are extremely difficult. My guess is that most of the hoarders on this show don't change once the filming is over. At the end of the episode, the month had passed and Laura had made no effort to move. I did some Google searching and I found them on an episode of Dr. Phil two years after the 2015 episode of Hoarders. Their situation is even worse. Jessie became a teen mom slash future single mother at 18 and Laura still lives in the house with no job and now her hoarding is worse. Not only is she hoarding junk, she is also hoarding animals. I guess child abuse wasn't enough, so she had to throw in animal abuse as well. Laura was also caught abusing Jessie's child by force-feeding her when the child refused to eat. Seeing that Laura has no money of her own, John is also partially responsible because he won't say no and kick her out of the house. She probably guilted him into letting her stay. If you have invited a person like Laura into your house, then you can't be a spineless wimp when it comes time to kick them out. This entire episode of Hoarders is why you don't play Captain save You will not make these women better. They will make you worse. The reality is that it takes an entire team of people to cure an addict like Laura. For example, if someone is a severe alcoholic, it takes a medical team and a hospital to make sure they don't die from the detox, a rehab team, a 12-step program with a sponsor, a psychologist, and maybe a psychiatrist just to give them the chance of getting better. And then those problems become even more difficult if they have multiple addictions. You as Captain Sabaho are not going to be able to fix that. You don't have the experience to help her. Attempting to do that will only end up making both of you worse. The best thing you can do for an addict is to not put up with their shit and point them to professionals if they want help. That is all you can do. But with that said, I think that will be enough for this video. So if you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. All of those links are in the description or on my channel page. Last, if you haven't checked me out on Facebook or BitChute yet, you can also find those on my channel page or in the description. Otherwise, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.